it's it's a simple statement of like you know am i going to you know pursue and commit my time to somebody else's dream or am i going to do my own you are now tuning in to the rough next podcast with your host cole nixon much love one last thing before we get into today's episode. A lot of people ask how they can support the podcast. Well, I have a couple easy ways. The first way is just listen and subscribe. And another thing you can do is go follow the Roughnecks podcast on social media. We're on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Facebook, and YouTube as well. If you get something out of today's show, then do me a favor. Share it with a friend. If you really want to go above and beyond to support the podcast, then head over to roughnextpodcast.com and get you some of that merch. I appreciate all of the support, but let's get into today's episode. crazy how when you kind of go and look at it we've talked social media can be me and dante me and don you know dante yeah me, i dante love dante was on q and friday number two three um i don't remember which one but he was on and we did an episode and we were talking about how social media can be a mental like you can go through issues with it trying to keep up with the jones like comparing your life but it also can be a very big tool. And really, when you look at it, has been a like, how has it been a tool for you? Because obviously, it's helped you with a lot of things. Kind of go through yeah. what social media can, has done for you. Social media, it's actually like really hard because I was mentioning like I could easily like I got an opportunity to work in medical sales with my nursing background. And they were like, yeah, we can promise you 130 a K, 130K a year plus commissions. And I was like, wow, that's a lot of money. Like I could easily like do that and like be great and be comfortable. But, like a, it, it felt like, I was being comfortable and I was like, I can't do that. It was just not in my heart to do so. Um, because a big thing with the reason that I'm doing what I'm doing right now with social media is to build a brand for my motivational speaking career. And the thing that I always, that always rings in my ear every time I'm like, you know what, I could easily go back and be comfortable or like, you know, do this job or whatever. It's, it's a simple statement of like, you know, am I going to, you know, pursue and commit my time to somebody else's dream or am I going to do my own? And that's like the thing that always rings in my ear when I think about that kind of stuff. And I'm like, it kind of scares me. So I'm like, wow, I got to do what I'm passionate about. <laughs> so it made me want to do social media. That's like a big reason why I moved out here. And so social media, yeah, super, like it can be mental, mentally draining, especially when you're like focusing on the numbers, the view count, the followers, like how much money's coming in, whatever. But at the, at the core of things, if you're not passionate about what you're doing, like you said, you should be doing what you're doing and and be cool with it if you even if you weren't getting paid for it. Exactly. Um, so because that just goes to show, like you said, like when you're talking about, you know, they offered you one hundred thirty thousand dollars, all this stuff. It's not always about the money. You have, like we've talked about earlier, you have to do what's like what you want to do. You have yeah. to do things for yourself. Yeah, it's like it's like what does that what does that lifestyle look like that you want to have for your family? Do you want to you know you know work twelve hours a day and then come home and like have a half hour with your kid and that all that be your relationship with your kid? Because you can make great money doing that but like you're going to make a sacrifice for your family. And that's what I was like talking about before that I didn't dive into much, which I'll, I'll run, I'll run this and tie it back to social media, but you know, our society gets so caught up in chasing fake rabbits. And what I mean by that is like the money, the fame, the fortune, all that kind of stuff. But at the end of the day, when people are at their, you know, at their deathbed at 95, hundred years old, they're not going to look back and be like, you know, I wish I had the new iPhone or like this huge house or this boat or whatever. Um, it's not gonna be any of those types of things. It's gonna be, man, I wish I spent more time with the people that I love and I care about. And so that's the lifestyle that I want. I want to maximize my time that I'm doing right now and and um, invest it so that I can, you know, have that time to spend with the friends and family that I want to pour into and create a legacy for them. Because like I said, I can like with social media, it can be a tool to like spread you know a message to millions of people. But at the same time, I, I'm so much more focused on you know, creating a great impact for my loved ones to carry that torch forward. And uh, that's just like my huge message. So 
really just like focusing on friends, family, your integrity and character as a person just really, you know, drives that marker a little bit further in terms of like, what's going to make you fulfilled at the end of the day. And a lot of people get caught up in like the cycle of like society. And it's like, dude, stop comparing yourself to other people and focusing on money because it's not going to make you happy. It's a number is it can be infinite. You can keep running and chasing after that number, but it's never going to make you fully fulfilled. Um, and that's uh, another thing that I found in my self-development journey. It's like, I can, you know, read all the books in my life, but like, if it's not going to be like utilized or put into action, it's not going to make a difference. But at the same time, if I'm not fulfilled, and like I said, personal, personal opinion, like I found myself like even feeling empty at the end of the day or missing something, but you know, having faith and knowing that at the end of the day, that although we go through these battles, like every day, whether depression or anxiety, et cetera, you know, the war is already won and we can have like full faith in knowing like, you know, at the end of my life, no matter what happens, even if world war three goes off, I know where I'm going home to. So it's all, it's all cool at the end of the day. Why stress, you know? I've had friends and stuff who like they'll buy stuff off like merch and stuff off me. And like, this was back when I hand delivered everything, but like, I was like bringing them something and they'd be like, you know, don't forget about me when you go famous. And I'm like, first off, like (laughs) I go famous, we're going to be talking like that. I don't expect to go famous. I hope I, I don't famous. Like, I hope this, it would be, it would be cool to come along with, you know? Yes. Like I, I want to change it. I hope this podcast becomes famous. I know that I come with that, but like, I want the podcast to be like the, I don't want it to be me. Like, I don't want it to be yeah. me. I want it to be the podcast and like my guests. Cause to be honest, my guests are the most important thing of this show. If I didn't have guests, I wouldn't have a show. I mean, I could have a show, but who wants to listen to me talk for an hour every day, <laughs> but hey, like, I mean, you've got a lot of knowledge. So I yeah. Well, I've got that knowledge through these guests. That's the thing. That's true. That's true. <laughs> but like, I look and they're like, you know, don't forget about me when I'm famous. And I look at it. Like, I remember looking at one buddy and being like, dude, I'm never going to forget about you. Like that, that's, it doesn't matter if I become the richest man on earth. Like I'm never going to forget about you. Now don't go asking me for money all this freaking time, but like, I'm, you're yeah. still going to be one of the people. Cause like I will always remember the people who supported this podcast, like from day one, like I will always remember those people. Like I will remember all of my guests. I'll remember everything because like, if it wasn't for them, I wouldn't be where I'm at today. Yeah, it's it's literally part of its success. It's almost like it's in a way investors like, OK, you, you bought a percent of this royalty or you helped here that you're going to grow with the podcast. Like it's going to grow with you. And it's like a really cool like way to see that. But, you know, wrapping it around to social media, like you're mentioning, it's been a phenomenal tool as far as like anything you ever want to do. Like social media will help you with that, because not only does it come with um just like opportunity yeah there's fame and money and stuff like that with it but at the same time you can grow your personal brand like you are getting paid for being you which is cool as hell (laughs) (laughs) your personality that's like you're paying your bills which is nuts which is like crazy to think about but um it's been a huge tool of influence because you have a platform where you can like literally change lives and be a cultivation of you know whatever you feel like is important to the world you can spread that message to millions of people and and just with like a click of a play button it's like so crazy like this was never a thing like when we were in high school and then like with dude when tiktok popped off or like you know any social media really just really people started like doing it for like a job people were like whatever what is this same thing with like crypto for example um, you might touch on that. Um, I'm not too much in the crypto space, more like an NFT kind of guy. But I'm a, um, I'm a very brief, like I'm in crypto, but I still have no clue what's going on. I just kind of yeah. research a little bit. I don't spend too much money on it because I'm like, <laughs> but I also look at people who spent $10 on Bitcoin when it first came out. And I'm like, well, that's exactly what I'm going to talk about. Um, <laughs> literally exactly what you were just about to say. It's like, you know, those people that hopped on super early, whether it be TikTok or YouTube, when that was like first starting people that hop on first that are like, Hmm, maybe I'll listen to Gary Vee and, and do Bitcoin in 2019 or whenever it started to pop off. People that hop on those trains early are like millionaires now. And it's like crazy to look at that and be like, you know what, the earlier you hop on and you can be skeptical as long as you want, but like, if it's, if it's, you see it's working and you're like, I don't know, like you just hop on while you can, because it's, the opportunity is going to pass you by. Same with like the algorithm with TikTok when YouTube shorts came out just a couple months ago back in actually more than a couple months now it's probably back like 
March I think like every social media has like reels or like they have the short videos and it's TikTok changed the game yep. for all social media. Yeah, everything is like short form now. Nobody has attention spans. Unfortunately, nobody has attention spans. As we record hour after hour of podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is something like would be great. Like you're just like passing time. You you literally just instead of like listening to the same song on repeat, which everybody does in the car, like I've, I've been guilty of. I can grow. I can grow and listen to something. Well, same I, time. like that's how I am. Like I, when I listen to podcasts, I listen like when I'm sitting on my computer, like working on the podcast. As long as I'm not editing audio, I'll be sitting mm-hmm. here listening to a podcast instead of listening to music. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, if I have you know a five minute drive or a twenty minute drive, whatever it is, I'm gonna throw on music. So because I don't want, I hate. I'm one of those people that I hate starting a podcast, yeah, stopping it and then starting again because yeah, like, like miss, I, I listen, miss the concept. Yeah. Because I yeah. listen to like a lot of my podcasts, like I mean Joe Rogan, for example, three hour long episodes, like two hour yeah. episodes. Like I like to have if I know I'm going to sit down for at least an hour, mm-hmm. I'm going to sit there and listen to a podcast because it's very more it's more beneficial than listening to music in a yeah. way. Yes, like you're going to learn. But listening to music is also a very beneficial thing, too, because I think it sets like it changes. It can music can change your mood. Mm-hmm. It's crazy how. Yeah. We've I've been sitting around a fire with buddies or whatever on a sun, summer night and you're sitting there and you're listening to songs and, and, you know, they're happy songs. And then that one sad song comes on and you're like, everybody just sits there and you're like, you know, you think of that one girl or that one breakup or whatever it is. And you're like, damn. And then all of a sudden, like, you get <laughs> some deep conversations or something. But like, it's crazy how it can change your mood. You just like look up from the fire and you're like, so uh, anybody else feel this way? <laughs> <laughs> Or nobody says a word because you then you guys are all just then all of a sudden you're sitting there going that well none of us are talking we're all feeling the same way yeah it's kind of interesting how that works um but going back to social media social media we're talking to uh yeah social media oh we were talking about like uh how everything's like short attention spans now so it's kind of crazy to watch tiktok pop off and once that went completely viral you see all these other social medias like implementing it like reels you got shorts you got facebook even now doing it and it's like damn this is the next big thing so whenever that next thing comes out you have to hop on that if, if it's your if it's what you want to do you have to do that so um like shorts came out like march april for example so when people started first putting their videos on say there's like 100 people in there it's not you know flooded so the view counts going to be super high you get millions of views like when you first start because there's nobody on there, but as, as people start to pour in, like hear about, oh, should they monetize for videos? Like since when, like, let me hop on that train. Once they hear that, everybody's gonna be pouring in there and it's gonna be so saturated. You post your first video, you might you may not even get a view. Yep. And so you, if you can hop on there earlier, if you, you're gonna get millions of followers like right off the jump, which is so cool. Um, so same thing, if you ever heard, hear something like in the future where it's like, I don't know about this and I'm just kind of skeptical about it, odds are, keep hearing about it it's gonna pop off like exactly literally just how it's gonna go it's kind of interesting being in the west coast because when i was uh in ohio i kind of like realized this but everything like usually starts here and then works its way out east Mm -hmm. um so like even if you for example if you're like you know i've heard about this like what are your guys thoughts on there because um the word comes from here for the most part and then like spreads its way east from what i've noticed it's like if you have like even questions or anybody listening to podcasts let's reach out or whatever um is that robbie j bobby no, i'm just kidding but <laughs> oh, we'll get to your social media at the end of the episode <laughs> but no uh, feel free to like reach out and be like hey what are your thoughts on this i'll give you like my authentic opinion on it but um but yeah it's just kind of interesting to watch how that works so like i wanted to like i look at social media like we kind of been talking about how it's a tool too like i get i want to say i get probably i get probably 75 percent of my guests probably more than that for this podcast from social media i message them or like you you come across people too and like how it can be so beneficial for like self-improvement you come across people all the time like you may come across like an ed milet on your you know feed and then all of a sudden like he could change your whole life it could be very beneficial you got to watch what you and i think the big thing too is you got to watch how much time you spend on it i think that is a very thing like something that people really need to look at because me personally, what I started doing, you know, everybody, the ha- mo- 90 freaking percent of people have an iPhone. And like mm-hmm. when you're, you can set your phone to do not disturb. And I think yeah. that's something that is very beneficial to do because how many times do we, for health reasons, like mental health reasons, if we sit there and scroll 
for two hours every night on Instagram, TikTok, and let's be real, we've all done it. TikTok, you can get caught in that endless scroll where all of a sudden you're like, Jesus, an hour went by. What the hell happened? But like, you you have to control that your limit on there because then people are like, oh, what's it matter? And it's like, are you where you want to be? And a lot of people, most people are going to answer a lot of times no to that. They're not where they want to be in life. And it's like, well, how much time do you spend every night scrolling through Instagram, scrolling through TikTok? You could be spending, you know, that hour, two hours, whatever it is, even if it's 20 minutes, that 20 minutes reading a book, listening yeah. to a podcast, researching online about something that you want to do. You have to be very careful, but I think it is very beneficial. What would you say for you personally has been the most useful medium of like what has been the most useful one? As far as social media goes? Yeah, for you. Oh, certainly TikTok has been like the easiest way to grow. I've been surrounded by like so many influencers that are TikTokers where I've just like been poured into from like the, um, uh, what would you say? Just like, just giving me ideas on like, the algorithm, how it works, like what works, what doesn't, hashtags, yada, yada, yada. Or I'm just like learned so much on like how to grow. And I literally started like seriously posting since October and I've gotten like over a hundred thousand followers just in the past like four months. And it's been like crazy just because like, Oh, I was like into it. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to start my own personal profile because if anything, you know, you know um, I'm, I don't want to do comedy skits forever. I want to do like motivational speaking. So moving into that era, I want to like have my own page for that as well. But um, in terms of social media, and I just want to touch on this from what you were saying, like even scrolling um, you either you're creating content, or you're consuming it. That's in all aspects of life. You're either you're creating or consuming. You can do one or the other. You have the choice to do so. Um, it's totally up to you, but I'm going to choose to create because that's going to, you know, help me in the long run. Yes, it's important to consume, but it's long, as long as it's personally beneficial to your goals. You're not going to get like a lot out of, you know, watching some prank. Like it's going to be funny. It's entertaining, but you're not going to grow personally from that experience. Uh, so you have to be very intentional, like what you're like allowing to pour into your mind, because everything that, you know, everything wants to grab our attention, whether it be advertisements, videos, creators, they want your attention because that's how they're making money and everything. It's unfortunate, but everything's based on money uh, for the most part in this industry. So um, speaking of which, I wanted to lead that into it has, has a lot to do with like your routine as well, because you can feed into a routine every night of literally watching two hours of TikTok. Uh, you can people literally have that routine it's like oh i'm just gonna sit down and watch tiktok for two hours i have like friends who i know for a fact roughly at what time they go to bed because i'll get tiktoked like yeah <laughs> just, like, send me tiktoks and i'm like well i know what such and such is doing he's laying in bed right. <laughs> like it's exactly. crazy but like it shows like you, you that's people that's what they do yeah and are you familiar with uh, a book called atomic habits by james clear I want to read it so bad. I've heard yeah. nothing but good things about it, but I need to read it ASAP. No, I actually heard it from David Milet the first time because his podcast is phenomenal too. And um, yeah, just like listening to him, like I can already tell you're doing a great job, but like the guy's phenomenal what he does. Mm -hmm. Like it's awesome. And I heard about the James Clear Atomic Habits. Like one of the things was, you know, even social media, like the way that your apps are organized on your phone, like whatever you look at first on your phone, should be like your priority. So I literally have my phone. I'm using it for Zoom, but <laughs> for it. but um, I literally have it like listed out. Like at the top of my phone, I have the Bible app, and then I have you know my calendar to make sure. Like okay, I know exactly what I have to be doing throughout the day. And then I actually don't have any of my social medias on the front page at all because if I have them on the front page, I'm literally gonna hop in while I'm in bed and just like scroll for like 30 minutes and be like, oh shit, I might be late to something now. Who knows? But like it's so crucial to like even. Even that micromanaging what you're being exposed to has so much crucial um, is so crucial to like your efficiency in your day. It is so crazy what you just said. Somebody who literally has based what they do off of social media. That's what you do. Like that's how you grew. <laughs> that's how you've got to where you are in a way. But like you don't even have your social media on your main page. No, dude. That goes to show something like it's and I, I'm sitting here looking at mine now going and I'm looking at it and I have one Instagram notification, one Snapchat notification, five. Yeah, dude. And like ah. it, that's my home page. But then like we see that number, that little two, that little one. Yes. And we're like, oh, who is it? What is it? And we go click on like if you move those because I move TikTok because 
I don't scroll as bad on it because in my like with Instagram and Twitter, like you you start to I feel like get bored. TikTok, like yeah. it doesn't get boring. It's constant, bro. <laughs> <laughs> so I moved TikTok actually to the last page of my phone. Mm. And I've noticed my like consumption go down and yeah. I'm fine with it now. Like I have probably 27 notifications, but like, that's why I hide it in the back. So I don't see it and be like, Oh, so-and-so sent me a message or sent me a video. So I'm going to go look at it, but then you'll watch one video and it'll turn into two, three, four, five. That little red number is so annoying to me. Like I, I can't stand it. Like, I don't know how some people do it. Like I look at somebody's phone, for example, when they're showing me a video and they go to their homepage and I'm like, Bro, you have 47, 319 emails. What? The people, like, emails I let slide a little bit because I'm like, you know what? Like, a lot of it's probably junk mail, whatever. But well, even the, getting the notification, you can turn that off. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to let it bother me. It's the people who have like 47 text messages that I'm like, what is wrong with you? What? Yeah. Why are you the way that you are? <laughs> yeah, it's kind of crazy. Um, and like being in social media, like, I have fans like reach out to me. And like, I was literally having this conversation like an hour ago because I had somebody call me. And they were like, yeah, like I'm getting a lot of messages. I don't know how to respond to it. But like, I literally set a time where I'm like, okay, this hour, I'm literally just going to respond. And sometimes I have a copy and paste. If it's like, Hey, we, I like, I appreciate you, bro. Like you're changing the world. And it's like a little sentence. I'm like, dude, thank you so much. I really appreciate you and your support. Like copy. I don't have time to like create like a custom message for everybody. So, but if it's like like, people pleasing thing, you can't please everybody and give them, you know, every, because at the end of the day, yes, your fans are important, but you can't, there comes a point where you can't please them all. Yeah. Now, don't get me wrong. If they have like a huge book typed out, no, they, they put time and effort into it and they're like, hey, you changed my life. I'm like, dude, I'll like, I'll take the time and like, you know, write something back yeah. to them. Like it's really heartfelt and it's just like really show them like value and support and love. But um, yeah, it's like really interesting, but like you have to have maximize your efficiency and like whatever you're spending your time like you, you just have to be crucial with like what you're spending your time on. Cause it's like, you don't want to like sit and like waste, waste your time and let it pass you by, you know, biggest tips for time management. What would you say it is? Like if you had to give, you know, some bullet points for the biggest advice for time management, what would, what, what do you got? Whatever you're most afraid of or the most overbearing task, knock it out first. Um, I'd say that's like the number one thing because you're going to keep pushing it off keep pushing it off. But if you, if you can just like take it and be like, you know what, I'm going to implement this in the very beginning of my, of my day, like just get done. Uh, that, um, the second tip I would give is, you know, if you're, if you're busy on like procrastination and stuff like that, the hardest part is always getting the first word on the page. But once you can get that, um, that first word written, the rest of it just flows. You ever been in a, in a, in a position, like even in high school, you're like writing an essay and you're like, ah, oh, I don't want to write this, but like once you get that first word, you just like start cruising. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it. Once you get like once you get you get into that like first paragraph, and all like all of a sudden you look back and you're like Jesus, I typed fucking three pages. Yeah. Like where did what happened? Like I didn't even have an idea at the beginning of this paper, and now I'm three pages in. Oh crap! Yeah. I got to cut it down because this is only a one page essay. Yeah, you're never gonna feel like okay. I really feel like doing this now. Like it's ne- it's like. I think you talked about this on one of your podcast episodes, but excuse me. Um, it's more so like you're never going to feel motivated to do something. It literally takes discipline. So if you can just like do the first action step, just, you know, if it's, you know, oh, I have to go to the gym and, you know, work out and do all this stuff. You look at it like a huge task. You're not going to want to do it. But if you just be like, you know, I don't have an option. I have to, you know, just sprint down to my car. If you sprint down your car, you, you're all of a sudden you're going to feel like, damn, I've already made it this far. I might as well go to the gym. Yeah. So if you literally just take it in your mind and be like, you know what, just sprint to the car and just get the one action step, do it in little small increments instead of, you know, this overbearing task that you're going to save a lot of time, even debating, oh, should I go or should I not go or this, that, or the other. It's like, just fucking send it. <laughs> yeah. Like I look at, you know, I won't say I'm great at this. That's what I always try to point out. I point out my own flaws on this podcast. Hey. Like I went Integrity, I, bro. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, it's, I I haven't gone to the gym in a while, but like also like I look at is it important? Yes, for like I think it is important to go to the gym, but like I also work outside for 15 hours a day, whatever. Like yeah. I feel like I also put in a workout is an excuse partially. I it kind of goes back and forth, but like I my friends were like, Why'd you get a gym membership? Because I still live in Patasco and they're like, Why'd you get a gym membership in Heath? And I'm like, Cause I work in Heath. 
And I know when I get off work, like that's why I got it where it was. And I was like, because if I got off work, when I got off work, I knew if I went home, I wasn't going to the gym. So it like almost kind of forced me to like go get it done real quick and then you can go home. And it's an hour out of your day. But like the whole thing kind of going off what you said and we talked about it last episode and I know you listened to it, but it's just you just have to start. Yeah, it goes with the discipline. It goes with if you want to build discipline, start. Start yeah. something. You have to start. If you never start, you will never build. You never grow. You never know what will happen. Yeah. And that it kind of like ties me into my third point of time management. Sorry again for the LA traffic. It's ridiculous. Yeah, that's a first. That's a traffic. Uh, I don't know if it is a first. I think I heard I had a squad one time go by. Yeah. Um, it ties me into my third point as far as time management goes, but it has a lot to do with mindfulness, literally being present in the moment of which what and what you're doing at that given moment because the present is exactly what it is it's a gift it's a present you're never going to get back so being in the moment and being in that exact situation of what you're doing um you could be anything you say say you're um you know doing this podcast for example and you're mentally focusing purely on this podcast and our conversation right here we can get distracted by so many different things so much just trying to grab our attention you'd be like oh that email that i have to get to or like i have to do this for work or you know this relationship's really bothering me but if i can like mentally try to just hone in on this conversation i'm going to be providing so much more value and efficiency for the given situation at this given time in this moment because i'm never going to give it back get it back and i kind of like use the metaphor it's like take your phone for example if you have a hundred apps running in the background, like those people, you know, that have like, you know, many different to, apps. Yeah. Just they scroll app. for endless. I'm that person yeah. to be honest. Or tab, like multiple tabs open. Like if you think about it, if you're doing that in your mind, same thing with your phone, your battery is depleting so much faster. And it's just a crazy metaphor to think about that. I've never it, heard that metaphor, but damn, that's a good one. Yeah, think about it, bro. If we're like exhausting all of our energy on multiple things at one given moment, we're gonna be so tired and like exhausted. Like by the time it's like noon, for example, we get up at like six. You're gonna be so much more tired than you were if like you just took one task at a time and you're like, I'm just gonna go all out here, crank it out, because I'm gonna be so much faster and it's gonna be so much more efficient if I just like focus on this one thing and get it done. And then I don't have to worry about it again because if I half ass it and I get like 25% of it done, oh, I'm gonna have to like do do it later in the day and set up and prepare to do it or whatever you know what i mean it's just going to take so much more time and energy today's episode is brought to you by roughneckspodcast.com if you want to support the podcast then head over to roughneckspodcast.com and grab you some of that roughnecks merch we have everything from t-shirts long sleeves sweatshirts hats and many more stay up to date on the website for new merch coming every couple months. You can place an order and it'll get sent directly to your door and I don't even take any of the money from it. The money gets put right back into the podcast to continue to improve it for you. If you can't afford to buy some merch this time, then simply just subscribe to the newsletter and it'll keep you up to date on all the new things that are coming. I appreciate all of the support you guys give. It doesn't go unnoticed. Let's get back to today's episode. It's crazy. You talked about like our phone, you know, you, you can get distracted very easily. That's why when I record podcasts, sometimes I won't even have my phone in the room, but uh, a lot of times I would have to because I usually hotspot for my phone. So that way I have better internet connection, but it's always yeah. face down. It's always face down. And it's not usually like within reach because like, yeah. I don't, and like, I also don't want to be rude to my guest and sit here and like, I could sit here and be on my phone, but like, even if I'm hiding it down here, I don't want to be that guy. Cause then it takes away from the conversation and I'm trying mm. to learn as much as I can. I keep a yeah. notepad beside me and I write, even when I write, I'm still looking at the screen, trying to listen. And like, yes, I'm kind of multitasking in a way, yeah. even if that's possible. But like, if you, people saw my notepad, they're like, what chicken scratch do you have on there? And I'm like, listen, when I'm writing, I'm not looking, I look to start and then I start writing and I just, try and, yeah. it, and then i look down and try to get like it's just basically me writing notes yeah. for topics i want to bring up but like it's a big thing like your attention we live in a world anymore where our attention span is very small that's why these reels this inst- this tiktok all this stuff is very popular because we, we want quick like that's how we want things to happen 
Yeah, like you just mentioned, it goes hand in hand with this. Um, what exactly I'm going to say here. Um, and I got this from an Ed Milet podcast like oh, a week ago or something like that. And there was this lady on there talking about neuro- neuroscience and how multitasking, you, you, you said, oh, multitasking, if that's even possible. And I love that you said that because she proved that it's, it's not possible. You can say, oh, I'm multitasking and say, even mine example, only focuses on one thing at a time. Exactly. If I'm texting and driving, I'm not texting and driving. I'm texting or driving. Yeah. It's like, you may switch constantly- back and forth. You may be driving and then looking at your phone and text, but you like, you're still, you're doing one or the other. It's not both. You can't do, yeah. you can't, it is impossible to multitask. And that's where yeah. I don't like when people are like, oh, I'll multitask and do Like, I'll do it while I'm doing this. Like, no, like yeah, you're not putting yeah. all of your effort into it. Yeah. And it's going to turn out like shit afterwards. Like if you're like really multi, say multitasking, I call it like, it's a, it's called task shifting. Yeah. And it's like, you can, you can do that, but the more you shift, the more it's going to take time to shift there and there. So you might as well just stay on one lane, crank it out and then go to the next one, crank it out. But when I'm editing or like do, when I'm doing stuff for the podcast, pretty much in general, I like to be alone. And yeah. like I've had, you know, I've been with hanging out with friends or whatever, like just write the script or editing. And I notice because then I catch myself all the time, like I and then I'm like, well, wait, where was I at? Because then that's the other thing. Like you kind of start to like your task shifting. You shift to talking to your friend behind you and then you turn back and you have to like figure out what where the heck you were even at. <laughs> exactly. So might as well just crank it out and focus on it fully. Exactly. So I want to like one of the last things I think we're going to go into is let's talk about your story a little bit. We, we briefly mentioned it way back in the beginning of this episode, which is a long time ago anymore, but um, like kind of just tell us like your story. Like you said, you went from, you were homeless from what eighth grade till when? Um, Eighth grade. And then I lived with friends all throughout high school. Man, So kind of just take us through like whatever you want to share about it. And uh, forewarning, I'm an open book. So I will literally say anything about my life. If you ask, I'm an open book. I'm like super vulnerable. And I think that, um, just a quick touch on that being vulnerable creates relationships so much stronger because if you can you know take down your wall and be vulnerable and share something with yourself it automatically lets the other person take down their wall and there could be like a genuine relationship connected there and 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 in trust and trusted and the, granted like you have to be careful like who you're trusting but if you know you can give a small um like glimpse of vulnerability and it allows them to do the same thing but, um, you know, people that aren't vulnerable with me, it's like hard for me to like break that barrier and like create a genuine relationship because I'm like, okay, this person has a wall up, but, you know, I'm going to, you know, try to, you know, express my vulnerability and allow them to like let their wall down just to let them know that they can, because that's how you develop trust in the first place. Um, I and I just want when you show your vulnerability, like it makes other people like you see it all the time. I know it's movies or whatever, but like people who go to maybe an AA meeting or like go to there's other meetings like just they've gone through things but when somebody else shares their story all of a sudden one you don't feel like you're the only one so then you're more open to share things or whatever that's just like an example kind of feel like what you're talking about 100 percent. it's like say for example i go to church and like the person's like oh hey like how's it going like oh your seat's right over here and it's like super quick and i'm just like and and now they're talking about like oh how's your week it's like you don't really care but like if somebody is like literally like, Oh, how are you doing? And like, I, I talk about my day and they're like, Hey man, you know, I get, I might not have experienced that, but like, here's my situation. I, I totally like understand where you're coming from. And although it may be different for me, like all that matters at the end of the day is like, just know that you have somebody there for you. Mm-hmm. And it's like, wow, like person's like being, first of all, being vulnerable. Second of all, they're not saying like, they know my exact situation because you know, everybody's situation is different. And then thirdly, they're just saying like, okay, I can, I can come to them. And, you know, if they follow through with that word and say, and check up on me, if I'm struggling, like that's a real, that's a real person in my opinion. Like that just really makes a difference, but uh, yeah, we can uh, hop into my story. Let's get into it. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, so this, sorry to interrupt one more time. This is officially, I think the longest episode I've ever recorded. So I, I give you props because this has been the easiest conversation I think I've ever had on a podcast as well. Well, Nixon, you know my last name, right? Speaks. <laughs> that's what I do. Well, that's what everybody called you in high school. Nobody called you yes, Robert or Robbie. Everybody said Speaks. <laughs> yeah, Speaks, dude. I remember um, the story. It was um, Solomon Broomfield. You remember him? <laughs> yeah. Bro, 
I remember we were like helping out at the elementary school right by the railroad tracks. I don't know if you remember that. Oh, uh, which one? We that? were like helping move desks and furniture and stuff. Oh, uh, like yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, and I don't know if you remember, but I, I was known as like the this. I wasn't like the biggest guy, but I was like the like the strong yeah. kid. And like I remember, I was like pushing this like really heavy like couch up into this truck, and saw him. Rupio, he just let go of him. Was like, Sweet, let's go. <laughs> like that's where it came from. And like everybody was like that sounded great we're just gonna start calling that <laughs> it's crazy so, how sports like change your name your nick or like that's where your nicknames come from i feel like a lot of times is sports because like i always had uh, a bunch of different things but a lot of times it's your last name and it's crazy how it works yeah it is crazy but yeah that's kind of where it came from but um yeah talk about my story a little bit um so i grew up in the heart of columbus um just born and raised there short north area right off right across the street from like the crew stadium if you know where that is yep um so grew up right there um and to be honest with you I'm very vulnerable I'd start off with this and you're cool with me like getting deep as possible right oh, yeah yeah cool. all right I want to lead off like one little thing just because you know uh, I want to protect identities and stuff like that but to give you basic basically the gist of it um born into a family of um I had a half older brother um he's six years older than me um I had a two um a brother two years older than me and a sister three years younger than me and then both of our parents were together at the time that I was born uh, grew up in the short north and it was kind of funny because I always say this I was like raised in the hood by country folk and so I got that nice diverse mix <laughs> and so it's crazy as I was the only white kid in my class for like six or seven years and so like I'd always get nicknames like yo whitey moss you can catch a football like what's up <laughs> and so I just had to like learn to be accustomed to the situation of wherever I was going and um I always and when when my mom was pregnant with me she worked at the shell gas station right across the street from the crew stadium and um this woman came in and was like hey do you like need a babysitter or anything and my life i didn't even know it at that point but my life changed just like that and like god has god has hands on me from that point forward because i consider those people that asked for, if it, my mom if they if they wanted a babysitter um those are my momo and papa and i i consider them like my mom and father figure like those people like cultivated a more of a difference in my life than I think anybody ever could um, in, in my life. Um, so that situation in itself is like crucial for me because, you know, you know, at home, things are like really abusive, um, both physically um, and like I said, vulnerable, um, even sexually at some extent. So being in that situation, I always had a number to dial. It's not activated anymore, but it's 614-262-4512. And like, I always remembered it by heart. And I'd be like, you know what? I'm, I'm just going to go to Mama and Papa's. Like, this is my saving grace. And that was, like, my spot of, like, my, my sanctuary, if you will, of, like, when things would get, like, um, heated up at home. Like, Dad be going crazy. Um, <laughs> shout out, Dad. You know, I still love him. But he, he made, made times hard sometimes. Uh, this is the way it was. But, you know, going through that situation, I always had somewhere, uh, like, a safe place. And so going through that situation um it was like difficult but at the same time gave me a lot of perspective like now looking back like wow like I'm so genuinely happy uh like not to be in a situation of where I was raised and like you know we were like super poor like like little things like oh what are we doing like as a family today oh we're just gonna sit inside and do nothing because we can't afford it <laughs> it's like oh great that's awesome um Raven noodles again wonderful <laughs> I got in college too. <laughs> I was gonna say we all learned how to live off of them in college. Yeah, it was cool. But um, yeah, it just gives you perspective, really. But uh, going through that, um, yeah, it was like whatever. But it's it was normal to me. That's what I knew. Um, and then third grade hit, and my my mom had passed away, and that was like my mother figure. So it was like probably one of the toughest times of my life. Um, just trying to understand death in general. But now, like looking back, I'm like. I think of it this way. It's like, it's never a, a goodbye, but it's a see you later. And it's like, I, I did a lot of what I did like in high school and like to start college to like, in a way, make her proud. And just look, looking back, it like, it really like encouraged me to be like, you know what? I, I have to pay the love that she gave me forward to other people. So if I can like literally just provide love, value and just be there for people, you know, I'm going to make this world a better place just like she did for me. So that's kind of like where that cultivated from. And then, um, um, I had my best friend, Anthony, actually just visited me in LA. Um, he was like always coming over every day, like, hey, like, you know, are you good? Are you good? Are you good? And I'd be like, I'd tell my mom, like, I can't like see anybody right now. I was in a dark place. And so 
just his persistency. He eventually got me out of my, out of that dark place, and he showed me what like, true friendship really was. And even to this day, he's like my best friend. And it's like such a beautiful thing because, you know, fifth grade came around and um, during the recession, like 2007, 2008, like his mom lost his job and they had to, you know, all of a sudden move. I went over to their house and it was like empty, bro. And like this, he's like disappeared and I had like no goodbye, no nothing. So it's like, boom. And that was like almost like a second death to me. It was like really hard, but, um, you know, moving forward, I'm not gonna lie. Not a lot of good stuff happened to my child. <laughs> <laughs> I was like talking about like negatives, but, um, it all gives me a perspective now, which is like really cool. But, um, you know, moving forward, seventh grade came around. My, my mom like busted into our bedrooms. We're like, Hey, pack up your, pack your shit. Like we're leaving. Like we can't, I can't, I can't deal with your dad anymore. Uh, we got to go. So we like all packed up our bags and I was calling my friends at the time. Like, Hey, like, I don't know if I'm going to see you again, but we're, we're moving. We went up to Newark, Ohio. She met up with her high school sweetheart. And that's another situation I won't go into, but, um, we like basically like, moved like suddenly and like, my dad was like leaving me voicemails like or like all of us really like oh if we ever find you or like this and this and this so we got like really dark times uh right there and um it got to the point where like we got a phone call and we were like and they were like yeah your dad's in the emergency room like we don't know if he's gonna make it we don't know what happened but um he tried to self-inflict and um that kind of stuff so uh so that was like really hard at the time for me to deal with and like after he got like anger management and stuff like that but you know, I went to like three, four different middle schools throughout that time. And um, at, at one point, my mom like was single again and she was like moving another place. And this is the time where I was like, you know what, mom, you can do you, but I have to make this decision for myself. Um, and I had this opportunity through wrestling. And um, it was actually funny because I dated a girl like freshman year and you probably know her, but I'm not going to name names. Um, and I lived with her. <laughs> What's that? I said, oh, wait, why can I not remember who it is? We'll talk about it after, but I, I yeah. remember. <laughs> but I, I ended up like moving in with her and I was like, mom, I'm not going to like, um, you know, keep moving around. I got to make a decision for myself. So I like, moved out and through that individual, like in between process, like eighth grade and freshman year, like I was living with like, I was living at like, there was at one point I was like at a park where, you know, there's like tunnels you scroll in as kids, like at the park. Mm -hmm. I like sleeping those to be like the warmest place and like driest place I can find to sleep sometimes. And that like my, my friends trampoline slept on that a few times garage. Um, yeah, like all this kind of stuff. And, um, I just like did my own thing, but like my girlfriend's family at the time, they were like, Hey, like you can't be doing this. So you gotta like have a home, like an establishment. I was like, sure. Like if you want to take me in, like, I'm not asking you to, but I'd be really like thankful and appreciative. So I ended up doing that. And, um, yeah, I could like talk about a lot of stuff, but um, ended up popping around from five different families um, throughout high school. And just to, just to thank some of them, um, it's going to be like Nick Daniels. Appreciate you, bro. Uh, thank you so much. Um, like Andrew Triona, Jack May. Um, yeah, like these people like really like cultivated a difference for me and like really just like believed in me. And, you know, especially their parents, like their parents like believed in me and saw like they that I was meant for more than my circumstances given me and and especially Michael and Margaret Saldivar like they were like the cultivation and the turning point in my life where they took me as you know the broken you know kid that I was and like struggling and every every situation that I had gone through at that point and they were like you have a light in you that can really make a difference in this world and we want to be um we want to provide you with like what love is supposed to look like so you can like have a, have a family for yourself and you know create a future that you want for yourself but also um with the guidance of god at the center of it and that like really shifted my focus and they taught me how to like um be a leader and um be spiritual and be you know just look at life differently and say you know this didn't happen to you it happened for you and i was like wow so that's like the biggest difference and then you know they taught me how to like apply for scholarships and, you know, that was like the biggest difference. And I ended up getting a full ride to Kent State University for the nursing program. Um, and then I think that's when things like really started taking off. I was like completely on my own at that point. And I could like what my decisions were like making a life for myself. I didn't have to rely on anybody or like I sleep in my car anymore at that point because uh, the summer in between I was working at Donato's on Broad Street. And I was sleeping in my car, like just working like on a daily basis, like trying to get the, the money up because I didn't know I was getting that scholarship for nursing until my first semester. So I had to like just come up with like the couple thousand left over left 
uh, aside from the Pell Grant to pay for it. But um, after that, it's like kind of when things got started hitting off. And then we talked about my college experience before, but yeah, it's like a lot about my life story from that point. What's crazy? <clears throat> All that stuff that you just said, you know, one of the big things that I want to point out is that you talked about, you, you, you thank people. Gratitude is a very important thing. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> We've already talked about it where you have to think, like, I think it is very important. It's better late than never. You have mm-hmm. to thank the people that helped you get to where you are because you said like, you know, and like you said, you were this broken kid and like all these people helped you, but still you look at, you may not have been that then, but I like everything I remember of you, even now, always smiling, always happy. Yeah. It just puts a perspective on life. You never know what somebody's going through. You never know their situation. You never know what's going on. So it, it is important <clears throat> to be like uh, positive towards everybody because yeah. you never know what you're going to come across. And it's just crazy. Like I, I give you props because like we have a bad day and we feel down on ourselves. Like a lot of people, like we had the minor inconvenience and like our whole day goes to shit. Mm-hmm. You were living in your car, like living on plague or whatever, sleeping on trampolines. And I was showing up to practice. You wouldn't even every know single day. <laughs> yeah, no one. Bro. Like it was. It's crazy that you look at it like it, it, I give you so much props, and it. You are truly now. I like. I've already seen it before, but now I truly understand, like how you have changed lives, and like you see how inspirational you are. Yeah. And that's like one of the craziest things in my mind is that like I went from, you know, not having a home like in middle school, like going into high school, like living at the Shamrock at one point, you know, that's tough. Oh, <laughs> now you know that. Yeah, I got bulldozed. Thank God. <laughs> but uh, it was crazy. And it was kind of like, it was weird. It was like almost like, what would you say? It's like, I don't know, like not a, not a metaphor, but like just like something that just really drove home the fact that like, wow. Like we, we, we came a long way. Um, just like watching that shamrock, like not be there anymore. I was like, I, I can like, let that go. You know, it's like, it was like a lot of stuff like that stuff happened there. And I was like, man, that's crazy. It's like, it's, it doesn't even matter really. <laughs> this, <laughs> uh, this leads me very well into like one of my final questions. I'm sure you know, the questions coming, you've listened to the episodes, but if you could go back in time and tell your 16 year old self one thing, what would it be? I actually didn't, uh, I didn't expect this question, <laughs> but I will, I will more than happily take it. Um, I ask all of my six, guests this question. Yeah. 16 years old. What was Rob doing? Man, just hopping around. It'd be like, have faith in the process. Um, you know, you can be going through anything in life, but you know, every, every little small detail Everything that you're going through, whether it be good things or bad things, is going to be, you know, so crucial in your understanding of where you're at right now. Um, or, yeah, even the people listening to this podcast, take an example that you've gone through, something either like really great in your life or something like really traumatic in your life and say, you know what, what have I learned from this that has made me who I am today? And, you know, just really look at it at, a, at an optimistic viewpoint and say, you know what, you know, I can use this um to encourage and inspire other people and not only just not not thinking of it as like oh what was me this happened to me but say you know what if this did happen to me how can i prevent this from happening to anybody else you see it all the time in like movies like the only difference they say between like a hero and a villain is like you know what the villain's like oh i have to like get vengeance for this but the hero is like you know what i'm not they have have the same exact backgrounds you know whatever it is both their parents died and one, one's going to say, you know what, I need vengeance for my parents. And the other person's going to say, you know what, I'm not going to let this happen to anybody else ever. And so it's all about how you look at it. And that's why I'm, one of my favorite words and one of the first comments you ever commented on my social media was my video on perspective. And it's like, you have the, cho- you have the choice to choose how you want to look at it. So do with, what you, do with it what you may, but um, just make sure you're making the most of it. You fit the slogan of this podcast 100 and I, I don't know if you know exactly what it is but the slogan of this podcast i'm uh, i don't even have any of it on usually i do uh it's grab the bull by the horns and the whole idea behind this some people give me crap for it because it doesn't quite make sense but 
the whole idea behind this is life is hard and it's going to knock us down. It, yeah. We are going to get knocked down. And I look at, so we are, uh, life is the bull, like the bull and we're the bull mm-hmm. rider. We're the one that's riding our life, but it's going to buck us off. We're going to get knocked down. It's going to happen. You can't, you have, you basically have two choices. You can lay there and let that bowl of life walk all over you, or you can get up and grab the bull by the horns. Some people are like, you just get back on. All right, whatever. You understand (laughs) the slogan. You can get up and grab the bull by the horns and take control of your life. You are the only person too that can do it. You can have guidance from others, but it's all depends on you. Yeah. And that's, it's actually perfect. And it's so crazy that you say that because I've always said like my, my quote, like in my bio, my Instagram, all throughout high school and all throughout college, I changed it recently, but it was like, um, I don't know it verbatim, but it was like, you know, everybody's got a story. Who's writing yours. Mm-hmm. Like, are you going to let like other people, you know, write your story for you? Are you going to accept, you know, this person's opinion, this person, what they think you should do? Oh, this happened to you. Oh, I'm just going to let it happen. And like, whatever. But if you can like pick up the pen for yourself and say, you know what, I'm going to start writing this book right now. You, you literally have the book of your life. You have the pen for it. You can write on the papers what you want. So do with it what you will. <laughs> Sometimes I like to say is quit being chapters in everybody else's book and start writing your own chapter. Hey, man, brother. Come on now. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think this leads us very well into the best segment of the podcast, which is Motivation Monday. Motivation Monday is the point in the episode where I allow the guests to give the Roughnecks listeners a little inspirational bump to set the tone for their week as they listen on Monday morning. So what you got for Motivation Monday? Motivational Monday. Let's get to it. All right, guys. Um, So for this week's Motivation Monday, I just want you guys to take this day um, and this week and make the most of it. Literally go off on your own, find out what you want to do, what you're passionate for. Um, Like, Literally, don't listen to anything in the world, anybody outside um, from their perspective. Literally find out what you're passionate about, what you want to do for the rest of your life, or even at this given moment, and say, you know what, I want my life to look like this. What does it look like to do that every single day in small increments? So say, if you, you know, want to start working out, for example, it's an example I use, but, you know, say if that's one of your examples, oh, I want to be a bodybuilder or be in this physique competition, taking it in small increments and say, you know what, I'm going to make the, the re- do the research, do the coaching that it's going to take to get there in small increments. So just starting by going to the gym, uh, 30 minutes a day, getting up, doing that. Um, so whatever that looks like for you and your goals, you, like I said, three to four goals is perfect. So if you can take that and break it down into your schedule, literally put it into your schedule on your phone calendar, your Google calendar, whatever it is, like put it in there so, and stay disciplined to what you have in your calendar. Like if it's there, be integral with yourself and respect yourself enough to say, you know what, I'm going to do that and not look back and be like, oh, I wish I would have done that. Literally take it and do it because the only person you're letting down is yourself. So if you want to continue to, you know, have the mindset of like, oh, like I wish I would have done this or that or the other and let yourself down, that's fine. But the only person you have to, you know, you know, have, have an excuse for that is yourself. It's the only person you have to blame. So uh, just be proud of yourself. Follow through with what you're going to say you're going to do. Be integrous, which is the key word. Be integrous with what you say you're going to do. And be like Nike and just do it. Oh, what I love, like, I love that you said, you don't want to live in like, oh, I wish I'd have done this. I wish that you don't want, I call that what if land. We don't want to live in what if land. What if land is a very scary place when you really think about it. We don't want to, I don't want to look back at life and say, what if I'd have done this? Now, it'll probably still happen. No matter what you do, you're going to have it. And that's okay to a degree. But you don't want to sit there and went, man, like we all have those decisions in our life that we're like, what if I'd have done this instead of, you know, just sitting in my comfort zone? And one of the other things that I like that you said, like you said, you know, put those goals in your phone. You you put three, what is it? Three to four goals that you say to us, put them in your phone. It is very important to have those goals somewhere that you see them every single day. I don't care if you write it on a post-it note and put it on your 
alarm clock, put it on your door uh, when you walk out the door in the morning that like you see it, you want to make sure that it's something because you, even if you know it's, if, if it's in a spot where you don't look every day, you're going to forget about some of those goals. Yeah. And like very similar to what I was saying, like, Oh, the first thing is on your home screen. Like that's the first thing you're going to do in the morning. Yep. Dude, think, think about this. What is that, think about this. What is at the center of everybody's living room in their house? A table. You like right? I don't know. Where it depends. And what's across the couch? Across the couch, usually a TV. A TV. So think about it, bro. Like everybody's centered and accustomed to watching like TV. Everybody. So like if you could literally just like, oh, I want to grow in like reading. Just place books around your house, like anywhere, like by the toilet, by the couch, like just have it readily accessible. If that's like what you want to do to grow. Oh, if you want to work out more, literally just get some dumbbells, like put them like by your, by your, uh, by your door, like by your bedroom before you like leave to like use the restroom, just crank out some curls, do some push-ups, whatever. Like, Every little can, thing counts. Every single up, little thing counts. You set up your life. And like, I, I always say this to um, my friend because he has a terribly messy room i'm not gonna mention his name but uh, but like i always say you know you can you know read somebody's mental thoughts just by like looking at their room and like you know if it's like completely disorganized you can tell that that person is like probably going through like something or like really having things disorganized mentally but you know it's like there's a book called like make your bed i think and it's i haven't read it but yeah. i got the concept yeah and it's like dude you make your bed and you're already off to a successful day because you, you're you're successful, you're organized, you're just killing it. So if you can do that and like think of little things like that throughout the day, that you can just prepare yourself to make yourself successful. That's the number one thing I look for in terms of relationships too. If I find a girl that has just a massive amount of self-respect to know that like not only she's taking care of her, her body, uh, her mental uh, her mental wellness, but and her finances, but just like in general things that she's going to be like okay i did this so that i can res- i like i respect myself so much that i'm going to do this to prepare my future for this and it's like it's so attractive to me because like no matter what happens i know that like i can have faith in that individual that like they're going to do the right thing and like they're going to fulfill what they say they're going to do and it's like that's it bro that's it it's crazy i look at you talked about like when you have a messy room you're probably going my times i look at when i'm finally get myself organized like i'm to the point where i pick up like my room and i make my bed every day like you start to realize you make a change in yourself when like that that is a i never thought of it that way but you can look at someone's room and tell if they were an organized person if they you know or they're pretty much kind of lost in a way it's it's crazy yeah it's pretty nuts is there any like uh, the last tips or topics you wanted to t- chat on are we gonna leave it on making the bed i think we're gonna leave it on making the bed <laughs> <laughs> and i think with that that's actually a wrap on 80 episode 85 85 episodes of the roughnecks podcast thanks speaks for coming on where can people go follow you on social media you know they have to after everything that we talked about they got to know where the social media is at all social medias round back to robbie j bobby it's r-o-b-b-y j-b-o-b-b-y you will also find it in the details of the episode. Thank you so much for coming on. I appreciate it. Couple last things for everybody listening. Don't forget to enter in the March Madness Challenge, Spring Merch Drop, Friday Beers episode this Friday. I'm actually about to go record it after this episode, I believe. Um, and then we also have Q&A Friday coming up. Episode 90 is Q&A Friday number four or five. I can't keep everything straight half the time, but I'm going to put you on the spot. I like to ask all of my guests to give a question for Q&A Friday. So what Q&A Friday is, it's me and a guest. We'll sit, you might actually have to be a guest on Q&A Friday after today, but um, it's me and a guest. We'll sit here and answer questions about anything and everything from the fans. So any question that you can think of for Q&A Friday, it will get answered on episode 90. So it's me asking the audience question? You're asking me a question essentially, but it could, it's going to be me and a guest. We're going to both answer it. Okay. It could be questions um, like, what is your favorite color? And then we've also have questions like, if you had no fear and failure wasn't an option, what would you do? Like, it could be a deep question, a okay. very simple question. Okay. What? This is my question that's been most recently pretty primary and like a lot of my relationships. So I, I've been asking people a lot if money, location, and time were not an option, along with education, if those were not um, necessary, right now 
what would you be doing right now? Like if that, you know, if you had, if money, time, education, and um, location were not necessary to do what your dream would be, what would that be? And what would that look like and why? Oh, I already know my answer to that, but I'm not going to answer it. You got to tune in to episode 90 to find that answer. But you guys know the deal. Life is hard and it's going to knock you down just like a bull does to a bull rider. Don't let the bull of life walk all over you. Get up, grab the bull by the horns, and take control of your life. Roughnecks, out. Thank you all for tuning in to this week's episode of the Roughnecks Podcast. If you liked today's episode, then be sure to subscribe, rate, and review, and share it with a friend if you got some value from it. Head over to social media and follow the Roughnecks Podcast on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, Facebook, and subscribe to that YouTube channel. Don't forget to get you some of that merch by heading over to roughneckspodcast.com and subscribe to the newsletter while you're there. See you all next week. Roughnecks, out.